It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast, I wanted to let you know you should also join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from me and the other Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. You can subscribe to it today, wherever you get your podcast. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thank you for joining me. I'm an addict, a super fan. I love the Reds, and I've turned that love into information for you. Today, we're going to talk about a win. How about that? After last week, they go one in six, and you're just wondering what is going to happen now that they go to Washington. They begin the series against Max Scherzer. Oh, here we go. No. They win. What a grind out. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I've got some thoughts too, because there was a lot of stir yesterday. The guy who was leading off was a Eugenio Suarez. We're going to talk about him. And I have some thoughts on the Reds position as we're getting into the nitty gritty of trade season. We're going to be talking about all of that here on today's podcast. Before we jump into that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 comments, questions, reactions to what the Reds are doing. All of that good stuff. We got a Jeff's Junk Mail segment coming up this Friday, so get those in. I've already got a lot of good stuff that we'll be doing for that. All right, let, let, let's talk about it. The Reds won a grinded-out game. That was, for for everyone that's complaining about the the weird scores of like 14 to 12 and 9 to 8 and all this other stuff, that's your old-school baseball score right there. There you go. And they're all homers. Three solo home runs, two for the Reds, one for the Nationals, and that was it. That was all. All the other hits were spread out. In fact, when you look at the way that this game went, really, if you look at the box score, Max Scherzer pitched a gym. He just happened to give up two bad swings, and it cost him the game. That's baseball, baby. I mean, he was absolutely working the Reds lineup. 21, according to Baseball Savant, 21 swings and misses for Max Scherzer last night. It just so happened that a Eugenio Suarez and Kyle Farmer ran into a couple of pitches. I even tweeted this before the game at Locked On Reds, little graphic. The only two Reds in this lineup that have hits because Joey Votto was on the IL, Mustakas was on the IL, the only two guys to have ever had hits off Scherzer before last night were Tucker Barnhart and A. Eugenio Suarez. Tucker Barnhart had a double and two singles, and A. Eugenio had a homer. Gino hit a homer. Tucker hit a double last night. 
It's hilarious. And the fact that you add in a double from Castellanos and I, or actually I take it back. I think Tucker had a single anyway, uh, but then Castellanos had a double and farmer hit a home run. That's the long and short of the story for the Reds hitting. That's all they had. And for whatever reason, that's all they need because they got just enough pitching. You're not going to sit here and look at the way that Tyler Malley pitched and say that was the best game that you've ever seen of him pitch. He only went five and a third. And then T.J. Antone came in for two and two-thirds and shut the door. T.J. Antone, just absolutely phenomenal last night. And, and Malley was good, too. It's just, you know, you look at that box score and you think, okay, he had an okay day. He did exactly what he needed to do. Lots of weak contact, lots of balls right at fielders. That was the kind of game that normally we're complaining about for the Reds. And it actually went the Reds' way. Because, and if you look on Baseball Savant, I love that website, the Reds' expected team batting average was a buck forty-three, And Washington's expected team batting average was like, 212 or something. Not a lot of hitting going around. Even in the case of if you want to look at Babbitt and all that stuff, it just fell the Reds' way. That was nice to see because normally you're looking at it and you're like, well, if Winker and Castellanos aren't doing anything, which between the two of them, they only had one hit. Winker got shut down by Max Scherzer and uh, the guys that came in for the Nationals out of the bullpen, which, by the way, and, and people were losing their minds over Amir Garrett giving up a home run to Josh Bell. I, it happens, you know, whatever. It, he was cruising along his last couple of outings. He gives up that home run, and then they bring in Sims. That's the one thing that I do like, though. Like, you know, we always harp on David Bell for this or that, the way he builds lineups, the way he has uh, bullpen usage. But give him props for not feeling like he had to stick with Amir Garrett in that situation. He brings in Lucas Sims. Sims shuts the door. The Reds get the win. Ultimately, that is what they need to be focused on. So it was good to see the Reds go on the road and get that victory. And now, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here and too ahead of the Reds with talking about this, but tonight they take on Joe Ross, who is not as good as Max Scherzer. Which I don't think that's really that much of a stretch. I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say that. There's not a lot of people that are anywhere near the stratosphere of Max Scherzer. So to say that Joe Ross isn't as good as Max Scherzer is not uh, too much of a crazy hot take there. So hopefully the Reds lineup can score a few more runs tonight as they've also got their own interesting dude on the mound and another guy who he just seems to have nine lives. And look, I, I know his last start was kind of, I wouldn't say it was crow eating for the haters, but like for me in particular, I watched Jeff Hoffman in his last outing thinking, boy, was I too hard on this guy? Probably not, but he's pitching tonight against the Nationals lineup that got largely shut down last night. Juan Soto striking out a couple of times. That doesn't happen very often. That dude... Uh, he might feast off Jeff Hoffman. We're, we might see a total flip-flop on Wednesday night that we saw from Tuesday night. But hey, the Reds take game one. 
All right, coming up here in just a moment, I've got some thoughts. Eugenio Suarez hit leadoff last night. He hit a home run. We're going to talk about Gino because he's a guy that I've largely tiptoed around saying that I hope he's going to get better. I hope he's going to figure it out. Let's dive into this here, uh, here in, in just a minute. Before we jump into that, though, I want to let you know that I, I understand that investing and, and growing your money, growing your savings sounds complicated. Or, you know what, it, maybe you're a financial seasoned vet. You know what you're doing. You've been in this game for a while. Wealthfront makes it easier on everybody. Whether you're a novice, whether you're a vet, you can continue to grow your money by using Wealthfront. And if you go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB today, you can get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Check them out today. They, they use all of the best whenever you're talking about portfolios, they, they help diversify your money so that you can grow your savings and reach your personal goals. Check out what Wealthfront has to offer you today. They, they're able to put it into different uh, funds and different see I, I i don't even know like i i love the fact that wealthfront helps you out with your money because they're the ones that know i'm the one that talks about baseball check them out today wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb all you need is five hundred dollars to get started and wealthfront will help manage your first five thousand dollars for free for life check them out today that's w-e-a-l T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on MLB. And now's a good time to crack open a built bar, the amazing tasting best protein bar on the market. Bar none. I've been talking about these guys for a while. They make an amazing snack. They will take your snack game from AAA to the major leagues in a big way. They have 100% real chocolate bars, but the statistics don't lie. Low in fat, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. Check them out today. They've got all these amazing flavors. They got my favorite flavor, Cherry Barcia. You've got chocolate peanut butter. You got coconut. You got raspberry. Anything for anyone. And if you've got a allergy to like peanuts or something like that, the Built bars that they make that don't have peanut butter flavoring or anything like that, they make in a totally separate facility. So if you're worried about your allergies, it's not going to be a problem. 100% real chocolate, great stats, showing the healthiness. Check them out today, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. I'm not lying to you. When it comes to things that I know in life, I know the Reds and I know food. And Built Bar is an amazing snack. Check them out today. BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. All right, so Reds country was in an uproar yesterday. Well, really about two things. Number one, the lineup card came out and Eugenio Suarez was batting leadoff and everybody was like, uh doing the Tim Allen thing. And then all of a sudden, a new era came out with the worst hats known to man. I don't know anybody that likes uh, those, those hats are terrible. Someone like vomited clip art on a new era hat. And for some reason they signed off on it to sell them. 
if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just get on Twitter or go to newera.com. And I think it's like a local, local look or something or, or area code hats. I don't know. They're really stupid looking because it's imagine a, if you haven't seen them, imagine a normal red hat with the white C in the middle. And then someone like took times new Roman font and typed in five, one, three next to the C then they found like a clip art photo of a Buckeye and they put that next to the sea, which doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I get it. Like Cincinnati's in the state of Ohio, but it's not as if you see a whole bunch of Buckeye stuff around Cincinnati. And then on the back, the biggest atrocity ever, they have a bowl of chili, but it looks terrible. It's like a bowl of brown stuff and it has a picture of a chili pepper on it. It's it's the most ridiculous thing that you've ever seen. You just got to see these hats. They are so terrible, and they're charging actual money for them. I don't even care what the money is. If you pay money for this hat, it's it's, it's sad. Like maybe someone at New Era was on deadline, and it was almost that time, so they just threw a bunch of stuff together and said, "Here you go." I don't know who signed up. Uh, th- these things look awful. So, yeah, okay, everybody was outraged about the hats, but they were also outraged about Gino batting leadoff. Like, Gino has struggled this year, and you don't have to look at advanced metrics to know that because everything is saying that he's struggling. Yeah, sure, he's got 10 home runs. That's nice, but that's, like, the only thing that he's doing. He leads the National League in strikeouts. 65 strikeouts on the season is absolutely not good. And you look at the fact that what has been happening lately, like he'll get a multi-hit game. You're like, okay, okay, he's he's figuring out. And then he'll go on like a multi-game hitless streak. And for every step that he takes forward, he seems to take two steps back. Maybe they're thinking that if you bat him lead off, he's going to get more opportunities and he's just going to work himself out of this funk. I, I, I understand the logic behind putting him leadoff, and if he works through his funk, then, hey, he's on base for Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. That's all right. That's all well and good. And it worked out yesterday because he hit a home run. So it's not as if we can really sit here and complain a whole lot about the decision, but it is interesting. And the thing with Gino, he's not just battling a rough start to this year. In fact, you know, he kind of had a lackluster 2020. And if you group in the final 60 games of 2019, added on to what he did in 2020 and added on to what he's done this year, you have a 162 game season. And in that 162 game stretch over the last three years, he is hitting 219 and he has an 819 OPS, which as long as I actually calculated this correctly, because I was trying to figure it all out, it's a lot of numbers. And like I said, I'm a podcast host, but I tried to figure out the OPS plus. It looks like it's 101. Right there at league average. Right there, just smidge, just a just a sneeze above league average for the last 162 games. We all know Gino as the man who was so close to hitting 50 home runs, the man who this spring training said he would hit 50 or more home runs this year and don't get me wrong that's all well and good but that is not the guy that we have seen for the sample size of an entire season over the last three years the guy that we have seen isn't somebody you build your team around 
And and we've talked about him. I remember over the last couple of years, it's been a shift. Like if you're a Reds fan, you think what, who's the face of the franchise, not Joey Votto anymore. It's probably Gino. Maybe that's even shifted. I mean, you might look at like Nick Castellanos or Jesse Winker starting to get into that mold. Like we thought maybe Luis Castillo, but he's really struggled this year. It's probably a good poll question. Who's who's the face of the Reds franchise now? Because if you say a Eugenio Suarez, you're talking about a dude who's just been average for a very large sample size. Not not the kind of sample size that you say, okay, well it's early. Or, okay, well, you know, we still need to see more. It's over 162 games that he's hit 219. And we're talking about a dude who strikes out a lot. Not not a guy who is getting cheated. And, and maybe his BABIP is a little bit low over that time. That's not something that I was able to readily calculate. I'm sure somebody knows how to do that. But... His BABIP over those 162 games is not something that sticks out to me. It's the strikeouts. What do we talk about when we look at relievers? We don't like to look at their ERA because they pitch in such small sample sizes that ERAs can be overblown and not give you the whole picture. We definitely don't talk about wins and losses and saves and all that crap. I love to look at the strikeout percentage and the walk percentage. Well, if you flip-flop that with hitters, it doesn't look that good for Geno. Like, Gino's got an okay eye and can draw some walks, but he strikes out so much. And it's been a trend over the last 162 games, not an anomaly. And I'm a little bit worried about what that means for him going forward because that almost would, you know, behold him to completely change the way that he hits. And I don't necessarily know that that's a good thing. I, I, I have full confidence in his talent. I believe that he is a very talented third baseman when it comes to hitting, and he's pretty decent with the glove at third base. But it's just been concerning to see the performances that he has put up there, and that's one of the biggest reasons why, when you look at the future of the Reds, it's a little bit more uncertain than you initially thought. Like in 2019, when we saw the light at the end of the tunnel when we saw that the door was about to open we had 50 or you know 49 home run Gino by our side now we're looking at Gino who strikes out like a third of the time and has a low batting average what does that mean for the Reds because we all thought man that that deal that they got him on was a steal talking about one of the best contracts in all of baseball because you locked up your franchise guy for multiple years at a very cost-effective number. Now you're like, oh boy, 219. Is this really what we're hanging our hat on? Is 819 OPS? That's not bad, but that's also not like star level. That's not a guy that you're looking at and saying, that's the dude that we're worried about in the lineup. Gino's not that guy. At least he hasn't been for the last 162 games. And now, over the course of a career, you can change your fortunes there. He's just got to make some changes, though. And, and when we're talking about a bounce back for Gino, know that it's not a bounce back from these first couple of months in the season. It's a bounce back from a sample size that is basically an entire season in and of itself. That is the hill that Eugenio Suarez has declined. 
and hopefully he can figure it out. I'm guessing that tonight against Joe Ross, if they felt good enough to put Gino in the leadoff spot against Max Scherzer, we're probably going to see him in the leadoff spot against Joe Ross. Just a guess. I don't know. It's not like David Bell asks me about the lineup. That that'd be an interesting conversation if he did. But that's what I've been looking at with a Eugenio Suarez. The numbers are a bit concerning. Speaking of concerning, the position of the Reds right now, 21 and 25, fourth place in the division, two games behind the Brewers in third place, four games out of first. It's not where we thought this team would be. The good news is they're not that far out, so you don't have to squint that hard to see them like making a run and being in contention and all this good stuff. But where does that leave them come trade deadline? Because we've got some things to talk about with that. We're going to uh, introduce that line of thought coming up here in just a moment. But before I introduce that line of thought, I want to introduce you to a way to make cash off your sports knowledge. That's betonline.ag. You go there today, set up your profile, and type in the promo code Locked On to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. When I'm talking about bet online, I'm talking about all of the sports that are out there, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, the UFC. They've got all the big boxing matches. You can even bet on WWE if you want to get into that. You can bet on reality television if you want to get into that. Award shows, all that good stuff. They've got it for you at betonline.ag. They've also got great prop bets, too, on each night's individual games. Check them out today, betonline.ag. Set up your profile and type in the promo code Locked On to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. I trust betonline.ag for my sports wagering, and I believe that you should too. Check them out today, betonline.ag. And when you're setting up your profile, type in the promo code Locked On. All right, so I had a lot of fun on yesterday's podcast, talking with Jeff Ellis from Locked On Indians and playing GM. We, we all like that, right? That's why things like Out of the Park Baseball exists. That's why people go get the show so that they can set up their franchise and they can run their team how they want to run it. But it's, it's fun to think of these ideas of trades. And it's important to note where the Reds are going to be. Because as of right now, they're kind of treading water. They're not where we thought they would be. This team looked a lot more talented than just holding on to fourth place. This team looked a lot more talented than squinting to find the holes in the schedule that they're going to make a run and get back to at least close to first place. And they definitely looked a lot better than just getting trounced by the Cardinals in the standings. But it's starting to feel a little bit like that. So where does that leave them come trade deadline season? Because Nick Castellanos is on fire. We talked about Jesse Winker a couple of days ago. The good thing about Jesse Winker being on fire, he's under team control. Nick Castellanos being on fire is a different thing. If Nick Castellanos finishes the season hitting 350. 100% he opts out. He's got one more opt-out at the end of this year. We talked about this a couple of times. But he can opt out of his contract and become a free agent and go sign somewhere else for, if you're hitting 350, probably like $25 million a year. Guess who's not paying that? The Reds. Guess who should probably think about their future with said Castellanos? The Reds. 
I know that this isn't that fun of an exercise because we don't like to think about the the Reds trading away good players, but if you can get something for Nick Castellanos on the open market, which I don't necessarily know if the deal would be as good as what I got from the Indians because I, and there's still the hope that he would stay if he stays and he, he opts back into his contract, all the good stuff. He does make a $2 million raise next year. He makes $16 million, but I almost wonder if ownership is betting on him to opt out at this point because $16 million doesn't sound like something they want to pay for one player. So that leaves the question, what will they do with him come the trade deadline? I look at this like that, and and someone asked me on Twitter yesterday, like, I I didn't think you liked the idea of rebuilding. And I don't, because I think that the Reds can reposition themselves. And I know that that's like a buzzword, okay, whatever, not rebuilding, but reposition, okay, sure, or reimagine, whatever have you. I think that the Reds can kind of pivot a little bit, like go diagonal, but not step back, not trade everybody away for guys who are a couple of years away. I think, especially in a trade partner with the Indians like that, there are a lot of guys who are either at the major league level who are just beginning their major league careers or are like a year away that they could target with guys like Castellanos. And dare I say, with the guys coming up on the pitching side of things, Maybe they could look at trading like Castillo or Sonny Gray or something like that, which I know is a preposterous idea based on what we heard this past offseason. We were all like, no, 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 no. But when you look at this roster, the way that they are, the way that their farm system is currently built, the team is on the field. And unless Bob Castellini and the ownership group commit to spending more money this offseason, which, spoiler alert, I don't think they are, They've got uh, Nick Kroll has a job on his hands that he has to do. He can't let this lay. He has to go in there and look at some guys who will bring value to this team next year. Who on this roster is going to bring value to this team next year? Do you know for a fact? Because there are some question marks, and we've got you know lots of other podcast episodes that we're going to talk about those question marks as the season draws on. But when it comes to who they can go get that will be that are like exciting, promising, prolific up and coming players, I think that they've got the ability to get them. They just got to put in the work. Hopefully they understand that, too. Hopefully we're not talking about trades that they had with Aroldis Chapman where the Reds got nothing in return or trades like um, even. I mean, honestly, it looked good at the time, the Johnny Cueto trade, but the Reds got nothing out of that trade too. Like, they cannot, we cannot do this. We cannot pair together a farm system that when you look at, uh, other than Nick Lodello and Hunter Green and Jose Garcia, everybody else is at least two years away. And Hunter Green might even be a year and a half away. So the cavalry isn't coming yet. How do they mitigate that how do we avoid the idea of another couple year stretch of irrelevancy that is what is on the plate of the front office and I don't care that they're not getting help from the ownership this is what they're tasked with a front office cannot just sit on its hands 
this is where they don't get a pass. I give Nick Crawl a pass for the fact that they had to get rid of Archie Bradley and Rice Iglesias because he was probably told to by the front office. He was told to cut payroll in some way, shape, or form. But that doesn't mean that he sits idly by and just lets thing, lets the chips fall as they may. Got to be proactive here. Got to see what that means. And if the Reds continue their performance as they are, it might mean some way of trading a guy here or there to try and reimagine other positions on the roster. I'll talk more about what that means in uh, future episodes, but that's really going to do it for us here today. Just just a nugget to chew on for you, if you will. And if you've got some thoughts on what that might look like, hit me up at the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159, or on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and the show at Lockdown Reds. That's going to do it for us here on Wednesday's episode. Real quick, before we close things out, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast as Peter Bukowski brings you all of the big news in sports in under 20 minutes. That's Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. As for the Locked On Reds podcast, tomorrow we're going to recap what happens tonight. I've also got some other thoughts, maybe looking at some guys uh, as the year moves on and what we look at in 2022. I don't, I hate looking forward because that means that what's happening right now isn't that great. Hopefully there's a win and we have lots more to talk about than that, but there's just some more thoughts that we had to flesh out about the future of this Reds roster. We'll do that more tomorrow. Thank you so much for downloading and listening today. I'll talk to you guys then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.